0: Greetings and welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and my lovely wife, Elder J.C. Montgomery. We are finally in the house today. Well,
1: praise God for that. I'll use one of your phrases, Pastor. But welcome radio audience and our podcast family to a new show. We're going to do something quite different, but Pastor, take it from here.
0: Well, we've been gone for a couple weeks, and soon and very soon, we have an awesome announcement to share with everyone. But two weeks ago, which was our last live show, Mm. praise God, we discussed Halloween. Yes. And how it evolved from the Druid priest rituals, sacrificing animals and humans To being a fun time, lifting up death. Yes, it does. Horror as a fun activity with a focus on our children. Hmm. Now, we shared also that Elder JC and me, we grew up with Halloween. Yes, we did. And our children were exposed to Halloween and trick or treating. Then and we can go. Hey, go back and listen to that uh, that program. That was the week of uh, before Halloween, and we talked about it. And we go into real good details of Halloween, and we were very transparent and how we used to Halloween and trick or treat, and especially when uh, JC is from Glen Hazel in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, and I'm from Hazelwood, and one way the shortcut to get from Glenwood. I mean, Glen Hazel to Hazelwood, there was also a Glenwood. Yes, there was. Uh, was to cross through the cemetery. Mm. So, on Halloween night, was the children and kids and folks would walk across the cemetery to, squirt- to get to Squirrel Hill. Uh, Squirrel Hill was a... Um, Upscale neighborhood. Ahead. Better candy. Better <laughs> everything. Kids would bring back shopping bags and pillowcases full of candy. So me and my running partners at that time, we would the rogues hide behind tombstones. So as kids would walk past, we would jump out, scare them, and they drop their candy and run, and we take all their candy. Oh God, forgive me. That's why I love the Lord so much because He's so merciful. And when you repent and ask for forgiveness, He's there to be there to relieve you of that stress. Then last week, that week of the 25th, we replayed the Apocrypha. And is God real last week? Now those two shows, we we really enjoyed the Apocrypha and the show that came after that, the book of Enoch. Oh yes. God, those were eye opening uh, stories and texts and biblical uh, historical So that was uh, last week.
1: Well, you know that just as we participated in Halloween, we did have to ask God for forgiveness. And so for those of you who know that that's not a holiday to celebrate. You just ask for God's forgiveness, and He will forgive you. Yes, He. But will. you got to be honest about it,
0: and you got to stop doing it. Yeah, just like if you stop want to really get healthy, stop eating pork. Ah, and stop is go walk away from the pork. Walk away from those other items that He tells you in Leviticus not fish without
1: scales, shrimp, all of those things. But you know, we may have to come back and do what is recommended eating for those of us who believe. Praise God. So we missed you friends and family you know and today we have an interesting show because we're going to share the migration patterns of Noah's children after the flood. You know Shem, Ham and Japheth and a lot of you uh, I think there's a misconception about who's who but we're going to clear that up and we're going to look at, where did Noah and his sons and wives who survived the great flood live after the water subsided? Because that was God's promise to man, that he would never have a flood again,
0: and the rainbow is a symbol of that. I don't know how he can well not bring another flood, because well, we have been... Wicked people.
1: Yes, but you know, he's been flooding different areas, and the big thing to me are the wildfires. Mm. So, hot, you better watch out. That may be part of the dilemma too, but we're going to stay on track. We want to know which areas of the world did Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, along with their wives, migrated to after they left their father. And I know there's a thing out there that says, well, you know, uh, there was a creation of people who became white, red, yellow. Let me tell you, Noah had three sons and Noah was black and so was his three sons and so were their three wives. So that migration pattern changed not from genetics, but more environmental. So we'll reveal the history of Noah and his three sons. So, I'm just saying, put on your seatbelts, <laughs> buckle up, because we are about to embark on a mind-expanding journey, and we're going to do that with the support of the Bible Yep, and the Apocrypha.
0: Praise God. All righty. You know what? Uh, I don't know, JC. Um... A lot of people believe that uh and scholars that uh Noah had a red son, a white son, and a black son, or was it a white son a yellow son, and a red son or black blue green purple he had uh he he, he was multi colored children who took on different characteristics and they went out and migrated uh, uh the world to the way it looks today, but science, yeah, I was gonna say.
1: What does science say? Black is the essence of all colors. Mm. So that could have happened, but he didn't start off with white, yellow, black. He was the essence of all those colors. And as they migrated, those things came out, those things changed. (laughs) But remember, you can get brown from black, you can get purple. Yes, you can get blue because we know some of the Africans who are in Africa are actually blue, black,
0: purple. I was in Zaire. All right. When I was in Lusaka, that's the first time that I saw people so black, they were purple. All right. And their skin glistened. If I didn't see it for my own eyes, I wouldn't believe it. I saw people who looked so black, they was blue. Okay. In Africa. Wow, and we know from us that
1: even within our own family, we have people who could pass. They're black; they yes. consider themselves black, but they look white. So, what's up with that? So, <laughs> from us comes multicolored folks. But Pastor, I'll let you move
0: on with that. Well, we want to talk about Noah and his three sons, and just as JC stated. They migrated uh, throughout and repopulated the world. And God has such a plan for man. Yes, he did. When he created Adam and then brought forth Eve, he created an environment of like majesty. Utopia. A, gar- a garden that had every fruit and vegetable and grass and everything animals from dinosaurs to the little tiny birds and bugs and spiders and oh my (laughs) he created all those things just for adam and told adam only had one several things be fruitful and multiply yes and as he was about to do that, and we don't know how long he really was around before yes. he found that apple yes. or pear or grapefruit or whatever fruit that came off that tree. We really don't know. But she did know that that fruit that she took
1: was, was forbidden. Yes.
0: But listening to that deceiver, he was a smooth-talking dude. He must have been. Boy, he just deceived her so much so that she wanted to be like God and to see like him. How many of you out there want to be like God? Boy, that's a heck of a responsibility. So he created God. God created Adam and Eve, and they in turn had Cain and Abel, oh boy, which has been a disaster. And through Cain, after Cain killed Adam. Abel And Abel's blood cried up and God confronted Cain and then sent Cain, put a mark on him. And Cain was concerned that you put this mark on me. And once I leave the utopia, people are going to kill me because of that mark. So that means that there was other folks around then. If Cain was concerned, where did people come from? I challenge y'all and religious leaders to tell me where did those folks come from that Cain was so afraid of? But what happened was the watchers started interacting the sons of God saw that the women on earth were pleasant to the eyes, and they decided to descend and interact and have children with them, and created a race of people called the Nephthymes. Go back Nephilim. and read Genesis. Mm-hmm. Go back and read Genesis. It's all in the Bible, and it's also in the Apocrypha, in the Chassar, yes. the Jubilees. It's throughout that book, even in more in detail, more detail than the Bible even covers. So the, so they were just wicked. The Almighty's creation became so wicked that Jehovah regretted creating Adam and Eve and decided that he's going to reboot life and take out all wickedness with a flood. He's going to drown everybody and take everybody out. According to Moses in Genesis chapter six, scripture says the earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth and indeed it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Similar to today. Uh oh, I won't go there just yet. Not yet. God said to Noah, the end. Now, and I might have skipped a little bit because you know God chose Noah. We'll cover that a little bit, a little bit later. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. <laughs> Oh, wow, he's going to destroy him with his own creation. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make room in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch as tar. Yes. There was tar back then. That's what they considered pitch was tar. And this is how you shall make it. He gave him a a blueprint on how to make this ark. And it wasn't one year, two years, or three years. It was a long time because people thought Noah was crazy because (laughs)
1: rain what's rain they didn't even know what rain is because all they had was a mist that god put over the earth to keep the earth replenished Mm -hmm. well you know no a jehovah he was going to use noah his three sons along with daughters-in-law to repopulate the earth and redirected his anointing according to genesis 128 And God blessed them, be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it. Mm. But he didn't say jack it up, which is what we as bands sometimes do. We put our own thoughts into things. And what God has made for good, we turn around and make it evil.
0: Why do we do that?
1: Well, and we do it consistently. So, and Noah, Shem, Japheth, and Ham did just that. It didn't take long for man to fall once again, but our focus today is who are these brothers, their children, and where they migrated in the world. Genesis 10, 1 states, now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and unto them were sons born after the flood. So we're going to talk about all that.
0: It's about after the flood, yes, and through to this day, we see the remnant of those three brothers. Amen. But first, let's take a let's take a short break. So stay tuned for the rest of the story. Be right back. Greetings, I'm Pastor Gary Montgomery. With my lovely wife, Elder JC of Living Stones International, the sponsor of the Stone Builders Hour. We are about to launch on a new platform, iHeartRadio and YouTube. Now you get a chance to see what we look like. You don't want to miss it. So join us on the various podcast stations that we're already on. Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now iHeart. Praise God. Become a friend by sponsoring the program monthly with a $25 gift and receive your Stone Builders t-shirt today. Not tomorrow, today. We can't wait to hear from you. So contact us at 850-219-0091 or email us info, I-N-F-O, at we. Livingstones.org. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary, my lovely wife, Elder JC, and today we are talking about. Noah and his three sons oh you remember father's note was that father's note best father he had a father Father best. three sons yes he did I used to like that show and um and it's awesome to be able to all I can say is that the bible the apocrypha and the word of God is awesome and it's Great to be able to research all these various texts along with some of the history. But we're excited to share migration patterns of Shem, Japheth, and Ham, and we're going to go through that. But first, let's look at Isaiah 55, 6 states, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Avoid at all costs any congruence with the description of those who can walk by an amazing gift such as creation and life itself, and never asked who gave it. Oh God! You know uh, uh, Genesis six three, uh, going back to why God uh, uh, took out all those people back then, and the Lord said. My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his day shall be 120 years. Before God made that statement in Genesis 6 3, man was living. Adam lived to about 930 years. Yes, he did. What that means? That means that when he was created, He lived all the way through to Noah. Yes. That was his granddaddy. They interacted at a family dinner table like you would go to Thanksgiving dinner coming up. Adam would be, do y'all realize that? Or was it just me when when I came to a a realization that these people were alive at the same time? It's
1: interesting you mentioned that because we assumed that they lived and died before the grandparent or the grandparents died before them. And then when you think about all their children and great aunts, great uncles, that they all died, but they didn't. They were, you you figure what Abraham left with 300 of people with him. And then you figure those people lived as long as they did. So those were large tribes that were
0: moving throughout the earth before the flood. Yes, indeed. So let's go ahead and start with Noah, who at the age of four hundred and eighty years old, four hundred and eighty years mm. old, and we complain about, oh, I got a sore back at fifty-five, yeah, or my am I, my am I, am I feet hurt at age sixty. <laughs> Noah was four hundred and eighty when commanded by Jehovah to build an ark. A gopher wood. <laughs> and that's some
1: hard wood. He didn't have an electric uh, saw. Right. He had to use hand tools. That means his hands must have been like hard
0: wood itself. First, he had to come in the grips with an ark. Yes, that's What's a boat? Yes. A, a rain, huh? Who? Yeah. What? what rain? What storm? Uh, but then, when he told him to build an ark... At that same time, Noah was evangelizing all the people around him. Repent. Yes. Stop your wicked ways, along with the teachings of Enoch. Enoch, who was there at that time, the Superman of his day. Yes, he is. I'm going (laughs) to have
1: to remember that. He was giving the believers the word. Letting him know who God really is. And he did it so much so that God said, Hey, I like him. He coming up with me without dying. Wow.
0: Let me walk out of here, Lord. And before he did that, Enoch evangelized yes. earth. And Enoch's granddaddy, Adam, was so proud of him. They interacted together. And Adam always encouraged Enoch. See, the Bible doesn't tell you Those these little relationships, it, yep. and that's why if you really, I know people say the what, well, but I tell you, it really gives some insight into conversations or another written history that I believe took place. Well, when you talk about the history, a lot
1: of people are concerned about the canonization whether it was really biblical and scriptural in nature. But one of the researchers that I read, and I won't recall his name right now, but one of the things that he said is that all of them were writing these scripts. They weren't canonized. (laughs) They just received the Holy Spirit to let them know what God wanted them to write down. So that could have been anybody. Yeah. You know, yes, we know Moses wrote the the Pentateuch and and the Fire or the Torahs and all of that. But how is it that God might not have given that word to someone else to write it down, like Enoch? So, therefore, it just gives you another opportunity to see the cohesiveness of how the word is. Because remember, we learn it precept upon precept line upon line, and when you see the Apocrypha lines up with what's in the word of Genesis and the other books, you and even in the New Testament, you see that there is some pattern to what God is trying to tell us. Amen.
0: Well, uh, God chooses who he wants to choose. Amen. That's what the scripture, many are called. But few are chosen. So... He chose a lot of people. Yes, so, he did. But I'm still I, I, I'm just amazed. My revelation of studying of uh, the books of the Apocrypha and also the Bible together, and we finally found our Bible. We have our uh, uh, yes, sixty. Wait a minute, eighteen. 18- the end 88. of the, yes we have our Bible of 1888 which is a king james version and in that bible is the apocrypha
1: yes it is Just and i mean all of it yes as because, if it was scripture because after that point that's when they started taking out the apocrypha from the bible mm-hmm. people believed it wasn't part of the the canon but if they believed it during King James' time, who are we to hmm. deny it?
0: Why take it out?
1: That's 133 years.
0: Yeah, Religiosity? Is mm. that a word? Is that a word? Yeah, yeah it probably <laughs> Religiosity. is. Religiosity. How we are. <laughs> I just made one. So Noah, Noah was 480 years old when when the almighty God said, Hey, dude, I want you to build this ark. And here's the dimensions. And this is the kind of wood I want you to use. This is the tar I want you to use inside and out. And not only are you going to build it, but you're going to fill it up with a whole bunch of different kind of animals. I'm going to show you how to do that. And I can imagine, no and say, huh? What? Who? Huh? How would you feel God told you to do something that was crazy? I'm not talking about that kind of crazy them people going out there shooting somebody saying, God told me to go shoot no, up this church. We're not church. talking about God that. told me to go and burn this house down. No, that's crazy. Or that's evil. Yes. That's crazy. So, God came up, the purpose of that ark was to save not only Noah, but his family from a deluge designed to wipe out an evil, obsessed humanity from the face of the earth. That's deep. He, he, the almighty had to be so angry, so frustrated, so regretful, that you would destroy your creation. How many of you who designed something or created a piece of work of art or built a table or 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 did something and decided to this doesn't match up to what my vision was, and you destroy it? That's basically what the Almighty did. And if, just go back and check out Genesis 6, 4 through 7. But, you know, the Bible states, by the time Noah was 500 years old, that's when he finally started having children. Mm. So it must be, when he was working on that ark, when God told him about 480, he must have been working, got some energy to have some kids. Something about working. That's why, I men that must work. Yes. You should not be having your woman work. And you and she coming home to you at the end of the day, you should be out working and you come home to her or y'all meet halfway and walk through that door together. So he was 500 years old when he had Shem, Japheth and Ham. And it's these sons, along with their wives, do they talk about let me? See, can I remember their wives names? I'd seen their wives name. I got to go back and do that. Now I'm, I got to find out what they wives name who will not only survive the flood, but as J.C. stated, they're going to repopulate the earth after the water recedes.
1: Wow. God was definitely upset. Mm. But, you know, as we talk about that rule, let's do some critical thinking. We need to even look in ourselves when we know we're not doing things of God. Do we repent? Do we say, God, I'm sorry? You know, Pastor has that song that he sings about, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Yes.
0: Clean me up. Jesus, I didn't mean to hurt you (laughs) or desert you because I love you so much. I admit it. You got to admit it. That I did it. Yes, I did. That I didn't mean to let you down. Sweet Jesus, turn my life around. And give me another chance. Wow. And and remember,
1: we get a lot of chances. A lot of chances. But you know, following the deluge or the flood, God established a new order. Hmm. Because now Noah had his three sons, and he had his wives, and they had to repopulate. And that is, I think, seeing this new order that Noah had faith. And having that faith, faith was an expression of worship to God. Because, you know, we always talk about the mustard seed faith. I just handed over my little mustard seed jar to my daughter because I'm trying to encourage her in what she's doing. And if you see how small that mustard <laughs> seed is. Is that all the faith that God wants for us? That's nothing. But God declares right then and there his covenant with Noah after restating his purpose to make what, Pastor read it to you, man to be fruitful and multiply as at the beginning. So this is what he wanted from the beginning, However, other factors are not as at the beginning, notably the relationship of God with man, as well as of man in creation, because the flood wiped all of that out. Yep. So imagine, do, are we looking at God in today's times? Do we think that he's angry with us now, or he's okay with what we're doing? I don't know it's like what's that twilight music goes or uh twilight we need to think about that but in Genesis 10 we (laughs) uh, are referred to uh the lineage of Noah's descendants a list of 70 that were provided after the flood and were known as the table of nations did you hear me table of nations. So when we look at this table of nations, God now has started a new thing. This is not the old that the flood wiped all that out. This is a new thing. But you know, many of us as believers and Christians think that Noah represents the three primary racial
0: groups, black, white, and Asian? How can you put God in a box like that? Well, that's nothing but man to think that you're trying to rationalize everybody. Oh, the races. Human yes, beings.
1: yes. We're trying to rationalize oh, that. How did all of these races come out of really these four black men? I mean, that's what it comes out. But the With bi- they black wives. Yes, but the Bible, nor the apocrypha. Ever addresses racial characteristics but by regions by geography and i know in today's school times and school districts kids know nothing about geography mm-hmm. i mean i can even ask when we had our after school program kids about what, where do they live and what is tallahassee known for they'll know tallahassee but they don't know it's the capital of florida a <laughs> And so, and then when you tell them, well, you know, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where's that? They have no clue. They don't even know it's north. So, the terms of geography is important for this great migration. Also, it's a scientific fact that all colors are derived, what, from the color black. I said that initially before. So, all the original people through the ages are folks who look like me and Pastor.
0: Praise God. Well, he. Weapon of color, people he of color. Created Adam from the dirt. dirt.
1: Yes. And dirt is black.
0: It has red in it,
1: it has, it has brown. Brown in it. Has that blue, black, purple you talked about the
2: people?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I want some people out there listening. Have you ever seen any blue, black folks? If not, you need to go to Africa. And you Africans (laughs) who are listening to there, confirm my story, please. (laughs) So we are looking
1: at people mentioned in the Bible who migrated from their original source, and we're gonna talk about that. Um And look at how this migration pattern follows. Well, after the
0: flood, they Mm. said that the ark landed in Mount Ararat. Okay. Mount Ararat is where? Turkey. Mm. Yes, it's in Turkey. So, we started there and
1: moved on. But the first of the sons was Shem. He was Noah's oldest Or some biblical scholars say he was second oldest son and even the youngest. So there's a lot of confusion about what, what, I guess, his his, uh, pecking order was. Whose
0: cup of coffee you want to drink today?
1: Yes. But as we talked about Shem, Shem and his wife were childless before the flood. But after the flood, guess what age he was when he bore a son? 110 years of age. I hate to say it, but those were some virulent men during that time period. They're living longer. Um, you figure, Noah, how old he was. Uh, you have to look at the, the state of how God took these individuals who were not really extraordinary. They did ordinary things in an in a extra fashion, but they were just normal like you and I.
0: So they were, t- so they're out there. Hey, uh, no, I'm no, hey, Shem, uh, uh Jathan, Ham, come here, come here, come here. We're going to build this art. Yeah. I want you to cut down this force. You're going to cut down this, you're going to cut down that. So by the end of the day, those young men were art and and I'm sure have time for having no babies, right? <laughs> and, and the not women only, were working too. Yes, this to forget the women were out there supporting their men, building that ark as well. Yep, I, I don't know a woman that doesn't help support a man. I just don't. Oh wait a minute. Oh, well, take that back. Take that back. For those who are true <laughs> believers, they're doing that. But Shem
1: was the father of the nations of the ancient Near East, including the Israelites Mm -hmm. and the Jewish religion. And therefore, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity sprang from the line of Shem. Uh, I think we need to take a break here, Pastor, because we're going to, really get into shem and spell out some biblical scriptures that are pertaining to him and then we're going to look at how he did move across the geographic pattern to develop the people in those lands that we know today
0: oh this sounds like a plan to me all right i want to learn this stuff myself okay we'll be right back
2: The Law in Your Community, a conversation that could save lives. This is Dewey Rio with Noble, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. The Law in Your Community is a nationally recognized interactive program presented by Noble for young people ages 13 to 18 to improve their communications with law enforcement and their understanding of federal, state and local laws. Components of the program include citizenship, and the importance of laws in maintaining the health and welfare of society. Law literacy, knowledge of common crimes that teens and young adults often find themselves charged with. Law enforcement engagement, which teaches participants what to expect during encounters with law enforcement and how to address any concerns about the interaction. This 90-minute program can be delivered in person or virtually. It can also be delivered in a school setting and has been presented to local middle schools annually. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com and together we can promote justice by action.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour. where We are giving an updated history into how this great migration took place. And we left off with Shem, or we were going to start with Shem, and remember we talked about him uh, being father of the nations of the ancient Near East. And remember Judaism and the Jewish religion and the Israelites, remember they came from the seed of Isaac through Sarah and Abraham, and Islam came through Ishmael through Hagar and Abraham. So when you look at all of these, uh, I guess we can. they were considered the Zealots, so they were um, the Semites. There were five Semitic nations, and I'm going to list them, and Pastor's going to go through and kind of figure out where they exactly (laughs) are on the map, because remember, we're looking at ancient maps that have to be integrated into the towns and, and the countries that are here now. How they were in, in old is going to be a little bit different than how they are now. But the five Semitic nations were Elon, which turned out to be the Persians, mm-hmm. Asher, which of course you almost can see that name, the Assyrians, Arphaxed. Or the Babylonians. I'm glad we, you
0: were able to pronounce that. How <laughs> <laughs> you pronounce A R P H A R P. That's how you pronounce that. Yes. And we know that I got a smart wife. the
1: Babylonians, thank you, dear, um, were part of that tradition and the prophecy of Daniel. Lud was number four, the Lydians, and Aram, or the Syrians. So, when you look at those, they all started out, when you say Semites, they all started out as Israelites. Yes. But somehow they changed because of their location. We know that predominantly a lot of these lands are now Islamic versus being Christian, uh, what is it, Judeo Christianity. So, that's a big change, and it has to be something that changed within that geographic nation that made that sway so master where where were
0: these on the map well we gotta remember after the ark settled on mount arafat that was the home base that everyone still after the animals left that was the home base that they would have meetings yes they provided shelter yes uh, they would go and farm and work the land and things of that nature and come back to the ark at night. And, uh, and they all kind of lived around that ark area until after the children start coming along, as J.C. stated, that, that uh, the first child of uh, Shem was Elan. And Elan is considered the Persians. Now, y'all know who the Persians are. Those are the Turkish people. That was the Persian Empire, you know. Um, and when the children started leaving home, Elan uh, went and settled in the northeast of the Persian Gulf. Ooh. Now, you know, Elon even is recognized as an ancient civilization that was centered in the far west and southwest of the modern day Iran, uh, which stretched from the lowlands of what is now Kis yes, as well as the small part of southern Iraq. Can you imagine that? And the modern name Elan stems from the Sumerians, interesting, along with the later uh Academians and the Emilites. And so, as they Settled in the northeast of the Persian Gulf. That is uh, the northeast of the Persian Gulf is um, Iran, Turkey, Turkey. Uh, to the uh, west was Saudi Arabia, and uh, to the east is um. Wasn't that Syria? Syria, Iran it was iran where my map at <laughs> it would be awesome if we were doing a live video because you can see what we see at the same time um so that persian area so you had uh um, iran is to the east and saudi arabia uh is to the west and united arab's uh uh, the UAE, and to the north of that is Iraq and Armenia. Uh, that's where uh, Elam uh, settled in the northeast of the Persian Gulf. So he's basically a Turk. True. Or, or, or Armenian. He was an Armenian. That's, the, that's where that race of people, or not a race of people, but that's where Elam settled in that area and multiplied and prospered and things of that nature. Now, you said uh, Asher, his second son of Shem, was the Assyrian. And he settled between the Euphrates and the Tigris River. Now, where do you all know the Euphrates and the Tigris River from? It's in the book of the Bible. The three major rivers that God created were they originally thought that the... Uh, the the um, where Adam and Eve uh, settled at. Mm-hmm. Paradise. Yes. Yeah. Because that's the so the Euphrates and the Tigris River. Mighty rivers even to this day. And that's where he settled at. And Axarot? Is that how you pronounce it? Say that name for me one more time. Arfaxet. How do you is get that, that out of there? That's how you pronounce that. That's how you pronounce that. Our he settled in Chaldea And uh, Chaldea That is um, Turkey Now Turkey um,
1: well, It had to be south
0: Yeah I gotta get my glasses going Kuwait Iran
1: That's Iran
0: Iran We bombed Iran
1: and then also part of Syria, oh,
0: Saddam, Saddam Hussein well, the, uh, he bombed the holy area during the Gulf War. And Lud, uh, he settled in Asia Minor, but it's noted that some of them sailed across the <clears throat> excuse me the Mediterranean Sea I was just and gonna settled say, in yeah. North Africa. Yes, this is some awesome stuff.
1: And at one time, that area was called Mizram, which was also known as Egypt.
0: Wow, this is amazing. And and Amaran, um was a biblical name for Syria, and that was located north and east of Israel. And that's where Shem's descended included the Hebrews, the Assyrians, the Syrians, the Emilites. In the North Euphrates Valley, all along with its border. So basically, Shem took part of Israel. Yes, it did. Uh, to the west, which would have all been Saudi Arabia, and to the northeast, uh, which um,
1: will give part you- of Turkey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you go further north, part of
0: Saudi Arabia. That's amazing. Pakistan, Arabia, those are all the folks who uh, came from Shem. That's amazing.
1: And, and it's biblical, too, because you also have the scriptures that supports that. Because uh, in Genesis ten twenty one, it says, Unto Shem also the father of all the children of Eber, um, it talks the brother of Japheth the elder, even to him were children born. So here Shem is not known as the elder. And Genesis eleven eleven, and Shem lived after he begat. Our facts said five hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. So, so here's another that know. he lived for as long as he did.
0: So, so Shem had a chance to see his son who was five hundred years old. And start seeing his grandchildren. And granddaughter. Right.
1: But it says in First Chronicles one seventeen, the sons of Shem, Elon and Asia and our fact set and Lud and Abram, and Uz and Hall and Gether and Meshach. So there are part of the lineage of why when you talk about where they're located, I mean, they went as far up as Saudi Arabia, they were in Turkey. So that area began populate as, as far as even parts of Israel, because remember, they're the ones responsible for Judaism and Islam. So out of that, so Shem also, and out of that sprang, of course, Christianity, which came later. So, I I just feel that sometimes when we look at the Bible, we think it's one-dimensional. And it really isn't because God gives us the ability to learn all that we are learning through um, looking at each line of the Bible and looking at um, how we're doing this. I don't know, Pastor, it looks like we're, because we want to talk about not only Shem, but we also want to talk about Ham, Oh, and we also want to talk about Japheth, because there's a lot of information in these books that pertains to them, so I'm going to read a couple more scriptures uh, for Shem and... And it looks like we might have to come back. No to, way. Yes. We're coming to that. I guess I got stuck this.
0: trying. I'm studying the maps and I'm I'm studying, I'm looking at the maps. And I'm taking okay. it at the same time. I should be walking everybody through it. I think no, we almost like we need to do a video. Yeah,
1: I was just gonna say this needs to be a YouTube video where we actually have the map on the board so people and can we can actually like show the progression. But just remember that in Genesis 10:31 these are the sons of Shem after their families after their tongues that's important oh. because of what they spoke so they spoke one language in their lands after their nations because remember it's not about race we're not talking about race because they were all one race until after they migrated probably four generations.
0: After- uh nimrod yes uh god saw that they, he was building the tower uh, of babel uh, yep and he changed everyone's language and that's when the migration started through all the children right
1: so you had shem he saw all his children grandchildren and probably even great-grandchildren um one of the things i wanted to say that um when you look at when these people started having their children, if, if Shem had his at 100 years old, or facts said, and he lived to be 500, there was some continuity going on on those continents for those particular people. And I just think for the time that we're spending with Shem, I'd like to spend that same amount of time on Ham and Japheth. So, Pastor, I think we need to um, either close out in a prayer or if there's something else that you have that's going to be particularly noted. And then we come back the following week to talk about Ham and Japheth because it's important for individuals to know, just as we stated earlier, that Genesis 10 refers to the table of nations and lists the 70 descendants from Noah after the flood. And remember, they represent. They did not represent primary racial groups because it wasn't racial. They were all one race, yeah. but it was geographical. And then after Speech. the yes, and the language was the same. So those changes didn't come up till you mentioned, Pastor, after the Tower of Babel. And I think that's important. What
0: uh, you got? Well, I'm just going to close out for prayer that the <sighs> we're living in some perilous times today where no one's happy no the Democrats don't like the Republicans the Republicans don't like the Democrats uh, we have abortion uh going on at a high time at a at a, at a uh, still going on is funded by the government oh god uh, we still have issues with um, uh, um, Orientation, sexual orientations, and the CRT and and uh, nouns and pronouns of how to address people and violence now you, homelessness. Now you're talking about confusion. But God's not the author of confusion. No, he's not. So I have a prayer for love. Dear God, thank you for giving me, my wife, true love. Thank you for the partner and friends with who we can call our own to have someone who loves us without hesitation, like you, Lord, without suggesting that I may be any different than who I already am. That is your creation, Lord. I just want to thank you, Father, for choosing us and using us to bring forth a new perspective on your word, <laughs> nothing has changed. Amen. But I must say that all this time I have been reading and studying the Bible, I never really put two and two together that Adam lived nine hundred thirty years from the time of creation until the flood. That's a, he saw the Nephilim, he saw the evil wickedness that. Oh, Father, help us, Lord. Help us with the interpretation to reach people with, the, to stimulate their desire to learn the truth, because you said the truth shall set you free. So, Father, we just thank you until next week. Yes, Lord. Let's pray for families. Yes. And remember. You can become a stone builder. All right. By joining us and becoming a a financial partner of $25 or whatever your heart desires. And you can monthly. And you can send that to, uh, uh, go to our website on welivingstones.org or you can email us at uh, info, I F I N F O, at welivingstones.org. And so, we can share a gift with you. Uh, so, into the, the kingdom, so that we can help you better understand what thus says the Lord. So, we just want to thank you, Father.
1: Yes, Lord. And we pray that this is going to be an enlightenment to you so that you may know that God is not the author of confusion, but of love, as Pastor ended this session. So, we thank you today because I just know. That when your eyes are open, Mm. you will see the Holy Spirit and the Lord give you what you need to move forward. All right, we're out.
0: We're out. Till next week.
3: Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife JC at Living Stones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Living Stones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you.